0: Brian Winhurst and the Hoop Collective is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Well, hello and welcome to this Hoop Collective low post crossover. Low post ex-Hoop Collective. Well, 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 Zachary Lowe, we got ourselves an NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, we do. And uh, the heat, man. What can you say about the heat? It, this whole thing has been incredible. From a Max Struess avalanche away from losing to the Bulls, who are, I'm probably I'm, are probably sitting here brainwashing themselves into thinking they're one break away from being up or tied one-one in the NBA Finals, to this, and I just think you have to conclude now, this is real. The team that went 44 and 38 in the regular season and was blah was some version of reality but it understated how good the team was team that was in the finals not long ago one shot away from the finals last season had like an 82 game shooting slump had some injuries had some uncertainties and has come together and caught lightning in a bottle and this is closer to their true level than that was because all the talk coming into this game was boy denver's 13 and three they haven't lost at home like this could be a historically great playoff run and the Heat came out. They shot the hell out of it. They took care of the ball. They tried their best to finagle things on defense. And they won this game. Just you, you can't say enough about the resiliency of this team.
0: This is the Heat. This is who they are. This is what they've been doing now for two months. It's what, in some ways, they've been doing for 30 years. But this particular team has been doing for two months now. They are a team that um, has a lot of different tools in its tool belt. Um, they can play a lot of different ways. They have a lot of different guys they can go to. They have excellent, excellent coaching. They have excellent confidence. And really it was it was not high-level strategy changes. It was just, it was actually very simple changes. They went to Kevin Love in the starting lineup because he makes more sense with the way the Nuggets were playing. You will wonder what would happen if they had gone to Love starting game one. We'll never know. And they elected to play defense the way they did in the fourth quarter of game one, which is to back off of Jokic and offer him shots. And I also think that it helped them that they got ahead early in the game because Jokic kind of took a score, like sort of flipped the scores mentality. He kind of played into it a little bit because he felt he had to. But the truth is that um, uh, over the last five quarters, Jokic has taken 35 shots. 35 shots over the last five, four, five quarters and the heat have won. and when it uh, won all five and we, you know not each individually, but they've been their better team in those five quarters. And they'll say this, if you look at this particular game, the nuggets slaughtered the heat in the second the start of the second quarter. When Jokic went to the bench and basically it was their second units. First this process. is the
1: Jokic-Butler resting together stretches, which are going to be critical in every game.
0: And the Nuggets in the second quarter slaughtered the Heat in that time. But for the rest of the game, the Heat were demonstrably the better team. Jokic scores 41 points and is minus 11.
1: So the Heat... The Heat won this game with offense, which we're, we're going to get to because I think the narrative is going to be they turned Jokic into a scorer and that helped them win the game. And I think they did some interesting things with how they defended Jokic, but I'm looking at cleaning the glass. The offensive ratings for these two teams in this game, 129 for Miami, 126 for Denver. Both of those would blow away the best offense in the NBA. And I think the Heat won this game mostly with offense. they are shots on goal team, low turnovers, 48% on threes. Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson. Max Strus, Max Strus, 4 of 10, Duncan Robinson in that fourth quarter. And the stretches to really zero in on. Second quarter, you mentioned the Nuggets dominating those minutes. They go from down 11 to up 50 to 35. And at that moment, at 50 to 35, It felt like the avalanche had hit the heat. And this wonderful run was going to just sort of blah to the end, that they were going to run out of gas. And they closed that game behind their starters. You know, Gene Butler made a couple of plays. Um, Gabe Vincent had an and one. They got it to six at the half, and I thought that was huge. And then the fourth quarter, those minutes we talked about before, they go down, I think they enter the fourth down eight. Duncan Robinson single-handedly has an 8-0 run. That includes him missing a free throw. They get the rebound, he hits a three. Instead, um, those two stretches of the game were places where less tough teams, less resilient teams would have lost, would have not at least come back and made it a game. The game would have maybe have gotten away from them, and the Heat just fought and fought and fought. And they just made shots, and they made shots, and the zone was okay. I don't think the zone was great, but it was okay. Yeah, they
0: made threes tonight. They couldn't buy a three in game one. Would they make 17 or something like that tonight?
1: 17 of 35.
0: So you shoot like that, especially on the road, you got a great chance to win. Um, But I know what you're saying about the offensive rating. I get it. The Nuggets are not as potent of a team when Jokic is a shooter. They can still win the championship probably that way. In fact... If you, as I was watching this game with eight minutes left and the Heat were up by five, I thought Jokic will probably figure out a way to bring them, bring them back. Um, and I'm sure in the Nuggets locker room right now, because one of the things about the Nuggets after game one, they did not feel they played well. Especially no, they did. In the, they the they
1: emphatically they did, they did not. And that wasn't just public posturing, that was that's privately, right. that's what they were like, saying.
0: Seriously, in the locker room, they were saying, like, Maybe they weren't using these words exactly, just to be clear. They were like, man, Miami's probably kicking themselves that they didn't beat us when we played this rusty game coming off nine days off. Like, they played good in the first half. But the second half, they thought they played very poorly. And the Heat got the Nuggets to play the same style of basketball that they did in the fourth quarter in this game. And I know what you're saying about the offensive rating, but when Jokic has four assists... The Nuggets obviously can still win. They're obviously still great on offense. They've got a lot of weapons, but that is not them at their best. They are, we should
1: I, we should probably talk about the fact that Jamal Murray had a three pointer at the buzzer to tie okay, the game. Yes. We should probably get to the well, end game. Okay, a, fair a, point. Let's let's get to the end game. Um, Jokic cuts cuts it to three. They get a, they get a stop. Right, I can't remember what. Let, the me stop.
0: let me let me take one step back. Okay, when they cut it to three for the first time on the Jamal Murray. Hit his second three. Yeah, they hit two straight three. Made a brilliant, threes. brilliant. Jokic gets the rebound and throws the cross-court diagonal pass. The slow-motion replay on TV with his eyes wide open.
1: Yeah, KCP had missed a good three. Jokic offensive rebound against the, the ball.
0: Zone. The ball hits Jamal Murray in the shooting pocket. Talk about a brilliant pass. So anyway, but my point is, so that cuts it to three. The Heat come down to the other end. And it's a vitally important possession. It's inside a minute. Inside a minute, yep. They're, they are very calm in that moment, Zach. They very calmly work through their options. They put Jokic in a pick and roll because that's something that they did more of tonight as well. They wanted Jokic to move around on defense a little bit. Um, they know that their bread and butter in the first two games in the series has been to get the ball to Bam Adebayo in space. So... They ran their stuff. They couldn't get what they wanted. They were patient. They get the ball to Bam out of bio in space. He does not freak out with three seconds on the shot clock when he gets the ball in space. He pump fakes. Gets the foul. In this environment where you know like, the Nuggets are flying, I think it was a 12-2 run somewhere at that point, for them to execute that play and, and, and then for Bam to be calm and then make the two free throws, extraordinarily important because
1: interestingly the heat have been on the other end of a lot of games like that where they're the team coming back against a team that's kind of wobbling yeah. in the ends. they know what that game is like they've and got, a lot, like they've got a lot of reps they've got a lot of reps this way and bam knocks down both free throws jokic gets a floater butler misses a three a step back three at the end of the clock no timeout
0: jokic like just plays bully ball to get back jokic,
1: to the jokic jokic got like Jokic was like, I don't even want to look at Cody Zeller's face anymore. I don't like his face. <laughs> I don't like his hair. I don't like anything about I don't about care him. if he wears the mask him, or not. Get, get him <laughs> the hell out of this game. Jokic was like, I'm sick and tired of all this crap. I'm just going at everybody. So he makes a floater. Butler misses a three. And you wanted to talk about Mike Malone's decision to not call timeout. I well, think they get the rebound with I s- 14 seconds left, 11.1. Bruce Brown gets a defensive There's rebound. There's people
0: talking about whether he should take a timeout there.
1: Which is just an endless point of discussion, right?
0: Well, um, we also could have whether Spolster should foul there.
1: Well, to me, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the much more interesting coaching decision to me. I don't care about the no timeout. I thought they got as good of a look as you Especially could Especially because
0: Jamal is red hot in that moment.
1: And I thought the bigger story was, and I we haven't heard Spolster's press conference, so we come right out here and do this. Did they want to foul?
0: Did no, they- no. I think I saw about six feet from where we're sitting here I think I saw Spo indicate no foul. No foul. I mean, okay. I could be wrong, but if they te- they didn't foul. And
1: Jimmy reached at one point in a way that made you think: Is he trying to foul? No, he's just trying to get the ballsy ass turnover. And turn it over. actually
0: kind of messed the play up a yeah. little bit, so yep. it, was, it was effective.
1: I thought it was a it, a good a good to look. I had no, I had no problems with the Nuggets' process. Did you? Are people? T- what are people? What are the people I, I just, saying? I just,
0: I just heard a little bit of question about that play. As I was watching the ball in the air, I was like, well. We could be going to overtime. I was watching it come through the air. It looked good to me. Um, could have gone in and didn't, you know. And that's the thing. Like I
1: just think down three, if you get what you would describe as the kind of look you would say in the flow of the regular flow of the game, you'd be like, that's eh, a reasonable look. I think that's like a win for the. Offense. The only thing I
0: would say is like I don't know enough about the what the the data is on how much the Nuggets have done that this year. I just don't know. Obviously. They have a a comfort level with with because ultimately, look, you're going to put Jokic and Murray in the two man game. That's probably what you're going to call out of the timeout, right? Aren't you going to call that out of the timeout?
1: If yeah, you, or you, I mean, yeah, probably. You got it, the ball has to touch Jokic's hands, yeah. obviously. And if it ends
0: up with Jamal Murray getting a, a, a decent look, that's, you're gonna you're gonna live with it. I would, so.
1: I would, I don't know. They have so many weapons, you could. You could telegraph that, and then the real play is like a flare screen for Michael Porter Jr. to shoot a three. I don't want Michael, Michael Porter Jr. By the way, was was bad tonight, and I don't even know what his box score stats were offensively. He was a complete mess on defense. He was at the center of a lot of their absolute worst breakdowns, and twice at different points in the game, he had breakdowns immediately after which. Michael Bowen brought Bruce Brown into the game. And I think if there's something... And there was one he
0: called a timeout where <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy said, uh, Michael Porter, you're just going to get screamed at in the huddle.
1: Well, I mean, he, he walked away from Kevin Love on a three. He was late rotating to Bam on a dunk with like 450 to go in the fourth quarter on a pick and roll. It was his rotation. He didn't make it. He got lost switching on to Gabe Vincent and just sort of let him and Kevin Love get it. He was awful on defense the whole game. A very big regression for a guy who has improved a lot. And if there's a storyline to watch going into game three, and by the way, credit the Heat, because you can sit here and say, well, the first three Strews threes of the game were all on Denver breakdowns. Two of them, they botched switches, and nobody went with Magic Strews. The third one, I think it was Murray was at the nail while Jimmy was isolating against Aaron Gordon. But let me and, just say. And, well, hold on. The Nuggets need to stop overhelping when Jimmy's isolating on Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's got it. It's fine. Street to 3 But Miami, I, I keep saying this, the best thing you can say about the Heat is they just keep playing. And when they just keep playing, they maximize the chances that somewhere along the line you're going to mess up.
0: Well, the way that the Nuggets are playing Jimmy Butler is working. Jimmy is not getting the looks that he's normally likes to get. Well, he's and
1: missed, He's missed some good ones too. Well,
0: he also botched a couple of like easy like – he, he totally blew one layup. In this game, it was he had t- another
1: one. Did you think he he had a he had a pass from the rim to Struess in the corner yes, where I thought he had layup. a layup?
0: Uh, look, Jimmy came in in the fourth quarter. He he sat the first four minutes of the fourth. He actually took the lead, and I was wondering what are we going to get from Jimmy here. And he did make three or four plays
1: and a big corner three, with like.
0: Yes, no, 650 he, to he, go, he was maybe very good coming in the, the fourth, stretch. And
1: then he had a pump-and-go drive past well, he, Aaron Gordon. He, yeah, he had
0: that little floater, which I think he spent the last two days working on because I think he's realized that he's going to have to shoot the ball over the big, the big guys, and so he's working on his floater. They are doing a good job on Jimmy Butler. Let me say something else. And I am a staunch defender of the officiating. I am a guy who does not believe the, the officiating – Makes a difference in games oh, the a huge amount of times. I felt that the Heat got th- three or four calls that were either flat out incorrect that went their favor, or that were key 50-50 calls that went their favor. Uh, a couple of out-of-bounds plays, and the goaltender. Bunch of
1: three-shot fouls in this game. A lot of flailing. It's a lot of flailing. So that's, flailing of the legs. A lot of flailing. That,
0: that Kyle Lowry foul when, you know in the fourth quarter when Caldwell Pope came over. That could have been a no call. Um,
1: the clear path foul on Jokic was the right call.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Do You know what's so funny about that? He, was, he saw love about the throw when they put it in slow motion, and he's yelling, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was a no-brainer call. No, I'm talking about there was just three or four calls that could have gone. They were either incorrect or could have gone either way, and they went the Heat's way. And if you're going to win a game like this on the road sometimes you need to get a call and you know me saying this the Heat could probably produce you know their own report if they wanted to they would say that was the other way but I'm just I'm just saying. I
1: think we definitely need more teams to do their own officiating reports and then leak them to the press strategically before critical games I think we need more of that. Dossiers they should be dossiers
0: yeah well they had. there have been dossiers and uh, One, I, I reject two, them on
1: three four five
0: sixers <laughs> and before that where'd the code come from yeah was there a dossier in houston as well houston hello <laughs> anyway i'm you know i i am loathe to talk about officiating i think the nuggets I gotta
1: punchy at the end of these games
0: it's only nine i know nine, it's so early o'clock. Com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. So let me ask you this. What do you think the Heat should do about Tyler Hero?
1: Oh, Tyler Hero. I mean, really, it depends on his physical readiness, right? And if he's ready... He's, he's, been,
0: fi- he's been doing contact for almost a week now. And we're in the finals. We're not in, in January.
1: I, I've been talking with a lot of people around this series about this. There are divided opinions uh, within both teams. I agree. Um, to me... I if he's gonna come back, if he's physically ready, because this is the finals, man, it is hard to come back. I agree. And the the heat
0: have been great for seven weeks now without him.
1: And I look I've said that many times, and, and I said going into this series, I think this Denver team is so good and their pick and roll defense, there are ways to peck at it with pull up jump shooters, and that's one thing Tyler Hero can do. And obviously, the Nuggets are going to go at him defensively, just like they go at Robinson and Struis. and Robinson, and by the way, his play has turned this into an even more complicated conversation. I, I, think, I, I think if I feel, if I'm, if I'm around him, Eric Spolstra, and I see it and I feel it and I feel confident in it, I think I try him in a very limited role. Like, let me see if you can make a few shots in a four or five-minute stretch. Maybe Jokic is off the floor, so I don't have to worry about Jokic running things in your direction on the other end. I think it's worth a try, but I'm ready to pull the plug early and have a tough conversation.
0: So my thing is you're left with two things. Like if you lose the series and you don't play them, you'll always say to yourself, I wonder what would have happened if we played them. Or if you do play them, you do risk, you do risk messing up what you got going. But I think not playing the card is kind of the bigger thing that, you'll not, that you would have a harder time living with.
1: Well, would you have a harder time living with it because he will always resent it or because if you lose the series, there will always be a what-if you know, hanging look, over it? You
0: can't worry about what players want. you got to do what's right for the team. But I think you know, they paid this guy $30 million yeah. a year.
1: He was 6 man of the year last year, and I voted yeah. for him. Tyler Hero, I voted for you 6 man of the year You deserved it.
0: Why are you saying that? Is he angry at you for some reason? I don't know.
1: Um, uh, but this is one of the great things about having a coach with – so much credibility experience and airtight job security he doesn't have to worry about what are people going to say about me am I going to be second guest or like none of that matters to him he's just going to watch Tyler Hero listen to Tyler Hero watch his team watch how these games unfold and make the decision that he and his staff think is the best one not worried about the repercussions
0: who do you think uh has the edge in this series right now
1: I would still say Denver, yeah, um, because I think they're just better. And this is what I
0: was saying about the Celtics. <laughs> the whole last look, round.
1: I, again, maybe maybe the answer is just always the Heat. Maybe yeah. the Heat the Heat could have gone down three no, like, and they would have still had the edge. Look,
0: let's be honest. On balance, Milwaukee was better than them. Giannis did get injured. Okay, but they beat him before they were beating him before he got injured, right?
1: Yes, they were, and they beat him when he came back. Um, Not one hundred percent, obviously, but.
0: Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle were nicked up. No pun intended. But that's that. a strong team that they beat. They were not favored in that series. And the Celtics should still be bashing their head against the wall that they lost that series, in my opinion. So what is the other team being better? I mean, that's not, that's not going to deter the heat. No. And I mean, being better, like, on the spreadsheet, not necessarily – in, in actual play.
1: So I'm going to read you a stat because I think this has become the most interesting subplot of the series. Uh, here are the points per possession on Nikola Jokic post-ups tonight for Denver. If he shot out of the post or passed to someone who shot off the pass, 1.857 points this per possession. very good. I mean, that's not even very good. That's just like, are you are you playing a video game? Points per possession overall, if you zoom out any possession on which Jokic touches the ball in the post. 2.22, which is like, I don't even think I've seen a 2. Okay, agree. No, no, let me let me give you the most important number. Okay. Total post touches for the game, 9. That's probably middling. I'm looking at his playoff game log, 15, 14, 12, 12, 11, 9, 9, 9, a bunch of nines. The, to me, the interesting stat is the 9. It's the fact that they limited him... It felt like more than that, and you can define post-touch one way or another, but the fronting, the swarming, bam speed, denying the entry passes, the zone, it did limit the amount of times he touched the ball in a traditional back-to-the-basket position. And I actually think, despite what you're saying about turning him into a scorer and not a passer, I think that the Nuggets need to try to pry open more than nine post-touches because he is so dominant – in the post, and credit the Heat for making it hard to get there. He's dominant everywhere. Yeah, he was dominant everywhere, he had 40-whatever points. Now, some of those fronts, the Nuggets beat them by driving around, just like in game one, because Bam can't get from the front to the paint, and if you just drive around it like it's one big double screen, you get a layup, or KCP got a lob to Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown got a three out of it. But I think Miami is okay living with that over just giving the ball to Jokic in the post, and I think through screens, Cross screens. I think one of the items on Michael Malone's desk should be how do we get him better post touches because the Heat have done well to just kind of complicate it a little bit. I know I said what did I say? The offensive rating was one twenty five. Like that's good enough to win almost every time for Denver, so it wasn't really a problem. But I think I think they did take them just out of they just weren't that comfortable. It didn't seem like.
0: I'm just gonna say that the Nuggets are an extraordinarily potent team, and did many things well enough to be up 2-0 in this series but they are kick-ass in this building and they have not always been kick-ass on the road a
1: monster win for the heat to win this game in this building
0: been as good on the road in the playoffs
1: the other interesting battle to watch is i thought the heat were better tonight at kind of sussing out what denver is doing defensively against their pick-and-rolls, particularly Butler's pick-and-rolls, which is mostly dropping Jokic back. And you saw Jokic come up higher against Lowry. They still got a big couple big threes out of it, at least one. And it's certainly against Struce Robinson, but against Butler, Vincent, they're dropping him back, but they're bringing a third guy over into the paint to help on Bam to give Jokic more support. And the Heat were kind of better at sniffing that out, Jimmy driving like right under the rim and then kicking it out to who's ever open because of that third guy helping and playing from there off the catch, off the drive. And that's another one where Michael Porter Jr. missed the rotation. Gabe Vincent, how many points did Gabe Vincent have tonight?
0: 23.
1: And didn't play the closing couple minutes mm-hmm. of the game. I, I thought their offense was very deliberate and targeted in that way. Not, I don't think their they defense have had, was bad as soon good offense. They
0: have not had trouble generating open shots. Yeah, no, they haven't.
1: They're getting good threes. And, and I would
0: just say that, Bam is getting the ball in space to go to work. Now, this is, I wrote a piece that published yesterday about how Bam has had numerous games in his career against the Nuggets that are very good games. Like, you know, evaluating the output. Yeah. And then he's been overwhelmed by the other guy because, like, he'll have these brilliant games. And
1: on paper, this will be another game like that. I agree.
0: But I will say that the Heat find comfort in those plays where Bam gets the ball on the screen roll and. Has space because Jokic. They have to account for what what Jokic does.
1: Well, and I keep. I'm calling it the Jokic yo-yo. And I thought the Heat were good about setting up things in that way, where I talked about him dropping back on the pick and roll, so you you get him into the paint because you know he's going to drop back, and then Bam, no pun intended. You you kick it to Bam up top, who's all of a sudden in an action with a shooter, and Jokic has to go from the paint north right, direct north-south, up to the three-point arc, rush out at that shooter, Bam can then roll into open space, and Jokic has to go back to the paint. Like, riding that yo-yo is how uh, you beat Denver. I just
0: think that if you looked at what the Heat did tonight, I don't have the number of how many pick and rolls they put Jokic in, in game two versus game one, but I feel like it was more, because they like when Bam can get the ball with room to operate. I just think they like it. And, um... It's. I don't have a problem with the Nuggets playing that way because they very easily could be up two zero playing that way. Um, but Bam was more efficient tonight. than he What was did you again.
1: think of? Um, they they parceled out this for the second straight game. Parceled out the zone, very limited in the first half, mostly when Jokic was on the bench. And for the second straight game in the fourth quarter, we're we're like, let's throw caution to the wind and play it while Jokic is in the game. And I thought, um, I thought Miami did an okay job taking them out of their stuff, but what did you think of, of the zone?
0: Um, I think in the fourth quarter was mostly about offense, not defense. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, I think um, I'm trying to think about when they, they mostly got the stops early in the quarter. Late in the quarter, it seemed like both teams are scoring.
1: Um, I do think they're missing entry passes to Jokic in the zone. Like They've got to be snappy bounce passes right into – Right into Jokic against his zone, but we'll see. Anything? Any other parting thoughts on this game?
0: 1-1, one, one, see, one, one, see you in Miami. 1-1, one, one, see you in Miami. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com bike slash rentals. Terms apply.
1: Should we talk about Frank Vogel for five minutes? Oh, yeah. The Suns, who have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul for now, and maybe for longer than expected, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker on their team, did not hire Kevin Young as their head coach, and instead hired Frank Vogel, late of the Lakers, then the Magic, Then the Pacers, kind of an interesting hire. Certainly, I don't think the sexiest hire the Suns could have made, but uh, what are your thoughts, early thoughts? I think
0: it's a lot like when he got hired to coach the Lakers. It wasn't 100% clear if he was the first choice on this job. They say he is, but... What else are they gonna yeah, say? Yeah,
1: well, can we can we stop the thing where every coach pulls out of yeah, the search yeah. minutes before the hiring is announced? Yeah. I also it wasn't reported. I pulled out of the search. I mean, like, did you? I loved, or did. You stay until the I, end?
0: I love Nick Nurse. He's my guy. Him pulling out of the do Milwaukee. Do you have an NN, NN hat? Did you have an I NN do NN not hat? have an NN hat. Him pulling out of the search in Milwaukee was so it didn't look bad when his assistant got the job over him. Right.
1: Well, I I pulled it out. I pulled out of that one a couple weeks okay. before. Anyway, I just did. I, I, I didn't. When
0: Frank Vogel got hired in LA, they wanted Monty Williams and, and Ty Lue. And Lou. they hired Frank Vogel, and the day he got hired, Magic flamed Rob Palinka on national television, and they yeah, had that was quite a day. And Frank had to sit there while Rob Polinka dealt with the fallout from that, and Frank handled it brilliantly. I'll never I'll never forget it, and I commended him for it, and like a year later he was. He was kidding the ring, okay, or winning the ring. In this situation, they had five or six candidates. They can say Frank Vogel was number one. I don't know, but they went through a big process, and they kind of came around to say, you know what? This guy is a good choice. That's what the Lakers did too. Same situation. They had LeBron and AD. How are they going to make everybody happy? Let's pick out a guy who's had some success. That's what they did here, and I think there's no reason to believe. I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but I have no reason to believe that it won't lead to success just like it did in L.A.
1: Yeah, I think Frank is a good coach. Indiana was a rousing success. The Lakers, you won a title. And, look, all you have to do is talk to the players about whether they thought that season Frank Vogel deserved credit for their defense, for their defensive mindset, for the size and force with which they played, and they would all happily tell you, yeah, he was one of the main people setting the tone from the very beginning that this was the kind of team we were going to be. And it paid off, and then they make the rust trade and the whole thing unravels, and he's the fall guy, and he gets fired. Orlando was a mess. I don't really think it was his fault. The roster was just a complete mess of, like, 9,000 big guys. I think Frank's a good coach. You mentioned the word happy. They really need a happy year next year in Phoenix because they traded everything for Durant. Their entire supporting cast, I'm being a little facetious, as free agents – this summer they can't really pay functionally any of them i mean maybe one of them with whatever mid-level they well, might have wait a minute they could pay a couple they can pay a couple but there's gonna they're gonna be suitors for those guys
0: yes i don't i think the Suns have a little bit more than meets the eye depending on how they handle the chris paul situation
1: right they've got well what do you mean by that like what do they trade chris paul and what they get for him
0: there are other things to do besides trading chris paul
1: stretch Chris Paul
0: there are other things that can be done I may
1: be dumb I think Chris Paul's still
0: good I think Chris Paul will be a son next year but what if he's a son they don't have to pay him 30 million
1: I see I see you think Aiton will be a son next year
0: I think there's a better chance than people think
1: I think the chances went up by a non-trivial amount with the hiring of Frank Vogel, who has a good track record with centers. I think part of the
0: reason why Frank Vogel got the job was because when he came in, he had an idea of what to do with DeAndre Aydin. It's not to mean that it's going to work. They obviously, have a, as an organization, have a complicated relationship there. They did not want to pay him the max. But it, was a, it for the last year, he was in an adversarial relationship with his coach.
1: And I've heard, that, I've heard Matt Ishbia has a fondness for DeAndre and I'm not sure how true that is, well, I but he already likes his game. I,
0: I, just, I, I know this. They will not start the season this year with the coach and the, and the player not liking each other. Maybe they will get there by January 15th, but they are not there now. So I, I think there are avenues that the Suns can explore, That especially if they have an owner who doesn't mind paying money. Remember, the, not all of the provisions, not all of the new rules come into effect this year.
1: No, one-year waiting period on some. I think it's a good hire, but I, I just think it's a very big year for Phoenix next year. Um, you know, th- is Durant going to be happy? Is that going to be the place that he ends up being settled and satisfied? And
0: Has Durant ever been happy?
1: Maybe when he was younger parts of the warrior year one golden state Um, I I don't I didn't sense I think
0: Durant likes playing with Booker
1: I think so I mean how could you not but given the outcome of the season
0: can I I ask you this let's say you were coach x yeah and you were like okay you have the following players are without a coach Joel Embiid James Harden Devin Booker Kevin Durant coach x which one would you like to coach the most I have an answer.
1: Well, have I pulled myself out of the search yet? <laughs>
0: not yet. You okay. can pull yourself out of the search.
1: Okay. So, uh, Suns guys. But, but
0: that's no, an easy question know, because – Devin Booker is the guy I want to coach.
1: Oh, you're talking to me to pick one guy. Yeah.
0: I want to coach Devin Booker.
1: Well, it's definitely not James Harden.
0: No offense to Joel, I want to coach Devin Booker.
1: I just feel like that situation. Those guys at least are under contract, and like, I don't. What team is James going to be on next year? What does that mean? I think there's a
0: little bit of more uncertainty with Phoenix. Like, you don't know. The ownership is brand new. The front office is it's unclear what's going to happen there. You know, Philadelphia. You you know who Josh Harris is. Daryl Morey is firmly established as the general manager.
1: Any, but any Devin other? Booker's, is that guy. A guy. I'm a. He's a killer.
0: I'm a. I like the way Devin Booker handles his business.
1: So as we leave uh, Ball Arena, anything else to say on the Suns?
0: I'd look up what Ball was, by the way. I don't way. know what it is. I also don't know what Kasaya is in Miami. Don't
1: know what that is. I know it's the Heat's arena. Um, um,
0: I know they will be, you'll be. You and I will be back here for Game Five.
1: Yes, we will be back here for Game Five. Uh, sh- I, I thought the Nuggets did tonight well. Rally towels instead of shirts. I like that. That's old school, and uh, there was something else they did with the crowd that I'm, that I'm forgetting. That Towels I are
0: cheaper than shirts.
1: Well, that's fine. Maybe that's why they're doing it. But I like I like a good, I like a good rally towel. So it's, it's old school. Okay. I like that. Um, any lingering thoughts on the game? We got a series. We got a finals. It's exciting. It is. And now we get two off days again, to yes. luxuriate in a one-one series.
0: It's going to be a good start to the week because. We're not going to know what's going to happen. I agree with you, I think Denver definitely still has the edge. They are definitely still the favorites, but they have not been as good on the road as they've been at home in this postseason were they
1: four and three on the road I mean, they did they did they were under I believe they were under 500 on the road yeah. in the regular season, weren't
0: they uh, It was close to 500 they did look good they did handle their business in the LA series but you know they lost three and four in the in the Phoenix series so I, you know I don't make predictions, but it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me if we come back here in six days and it's two-two.
1: I'll sign up for that. I mean, that's a, that's a game. That's a capital G game. Yeah. We get that. But game. I
0: still think Denver is in good position. I just think that Miami stealing this one tonight opened up possibilities, opened up outs.
1: All right. Thank you, I'm, sir. I'm, I'm It's it's time to it's time to go do more work.
0: Very good. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks to Adi, our producer, who's been. Running around the he's balling. fight he's
1: fighting off interlopers left and right.
0: I know there's all kinds of people trying to some people who work at our company who are trying our to Are angry son. that we're here? Shaq and Barkley, who are in Grant Hill, who are ten feet away, they don't they're not giving us any trouble. No. But other people are not happy that we're here.
1: We're back in Ball Arena. In a few days. Okay, we- thank you
0: for listening.